Hello, everybody. Welcome back to The Way That I See It. My name is Lucy Superfox, and this is my podcast. Now, a fun fact for you, this is actually the second time I've recorded this podcast today. Sat down to edit the first version that I recorded this morning, and there was no sound on the audio. So a little computer restart, microphone now works, we're all good. Wish I had found a way to check because <laughs> I'm having to do it all over again. But I trust that when these things happen, that there is something I didn't say or something I said that wasn't clear. And so I have the opportunity to redo, to go again. And so what I want to talk to you about in today's episode is toxic positivity. And I want to talk to you about the emotion of hope. And I want to talk to you about the concept of the universe and your free will. And the fact that the universe will never overwrite your free will. It will never give you something that you are not a match for. And I'm going to talk about what that means. So first of all, let's start with the feelings of hope. Now, we come into January, we come into a new year and hope tends to be where people go, I hope this year is better or I hope this year is the year I finally sort my shit out. To me, hope is actually a shit emotion. It's on the vibrational scale, much higher up than guilt, shame, fear, suffering, right? For sure. But what hope does, I personally believe, is disable people and hold people back from making real change and transformation. Because what hope does is take the power from within you and place it outside of you, place it into other people's hands, the environment's hand, the world's hands, the government's hands. And what you do is you hope and pray that things will change. But nothing changes if we don't change. We are getting what we are currently available for. We are getting what we're available for with money, with body, with business, with relationships. So you are getting right now who you are a match for. So you are getting what you believe about your life. You're getting the stories that you tell. You're getting what you're used to. You're getting what feels comfortable. You're getting what feels normal, right? And this is the key thing when we're quantum leaping or jumping or moving to another level is it's about making things feel normal and safe to your nervous system. So when people are hoping, what they're doing is placing the thing that they want, whether it's body, business, money, goals, whatever, outside of them and as something that they almost don't have the power to create. But what we're doing is diminishing our power. We're diminishing our ability. We're diminishing the sense of self that allows us to go for the thing. Instead, I encourage people to do the inner work to have the faith and the certainty and the assuredness that this year is going to be the year that you change it. And so the difference is hope is a feeling and an emotion that we create when we're actually in a low place. Hope is a feeling that when we're suffering or struggling or frustrated or finding something difficult, we reach for hope because it's a step up the emotional scale. But what I what people do is often stay there is they don't then move up to confidence. They don't move up to certainty. They don't move up to growth or whatever vibe you're going for. They often just stay in hope and nothing changes in a hope vibration because you are still a match for the things in your life that you are currently available for. However, when we move through change, we go through growth, we go through transformation, we go through metamorphosis, we go through experiences, right? We go through growth. Then we become a match for different things and then this year looks different. Hope is a powerless emotion, So why this connects into toxic positivity in my understanding and experience, and really, really, I am always talking about my experience. I'm talking about the experiences of my clients. I'm talking about my experience of life is that often what happens is we, we've all one of those positive people, right? We've all got optimistic friends or positive friends, and you probably know me as a super positive person, but the truth is I'm also real. 
you don't follow this podcast because I'm like, oh, everything's great. Life is fabulous. Everything's wonderful. You follow this podcast because I say it how it is. I say it how I see it. It's real. And then I give you the tools or the resources or the guidance to move to the next step. It's real. Where positivity becomes toxic or problematic is where positivity becomes the go-to answer. So you're struggling, you're going through something and you're like, look on the bright side. You're going, you know, you're having a tough time. You're trying to make some big decisions and someone's like, well, whatever happens, it'll all work out for you. And what that does when we are those people. So first things first, if you are that person to other people, please stop doing that because I used to be that person. And what you're actually doing is being a peacekeeper or a people pleaser. So what you're doing in that moment is in order for you to feel better or you to feel safe or you to feel regulated, you are trying to manipulate how someone else feels so that you can feel better because you maybe feel uncomfortable in that moment that they feel sad or frustrated or down. So instead of actually, you know, being there for them, you try to manipulate their energy and basically control how they feel so that you can feel different. Because most people pleasers have sensitive nervous systems. And when we have sensitive nervous systems or we're empaths or whatever word you want to use, what we do is we read other people's energy and we read other people's emotions and it massively affects us if we haven't learned boundaries. And so when that happens, we then try to change their behavior or how they feel so that we can feel different. But what you're actually doing when you're telling someone to look on the bright side or that everything will work out when they're going through a tough time is you're invalidating their feelings. You're invalidating what's really happening for them. And the truth is we never really know what someone else is going through. There's no way for us, I'm sure science will get there, for us to experience what it's like to be in someone else's body and someone else's trauma and someone else's experience. So the next time you catch yourself being a positive poly, my ask is that instead you focus on validating the other person's feelings, allowing them to feel seen and heard and feel safe in your experience and for you to be the ray of light for them without being positive Pollyanna. And the way we do that is by when someone is feeling really, really low or really down, and my husband has been an amazing pillar of strength for me over the last two years, is, is by asking if there's, first of all, you know, acknowledging how they're feeling. So I'm really, that makes me really sad that you feel that way or I'm really sorry that you feel that way you know, if you've got a relatable experience, I have, I think I have a relatable experience. So I can imagine how that feels for you. I just want you to know I'm here for you. Is there anything I can do? Instead of everything's going to be fine. You're going to be great. You're amazing. You'll absolutely smash it. Whatever you do, it'll be perfect. That toxic positivity. What you're doing is invalidating the realness of someone's emotions. So that's one place where positivity becomes toxic when we're using it to change how we feel because we can't bear the fact that other people in our life don't feel great. The second way is when we blanket positivity something. So we're like, everything's always working out for me. Maybe it's fucking not, right? Maybe the last year of your life has been hell on earth. Now, look, this is what I'm saying between hope and faith, right? If you are a believer in something greater, in the universe, in the divine, in God, then often you or you will probably already have something called faith outside of yourself. And therefore, when people say things like everything's working out for you, that might feel like it resonates because you trust in something bigger. You trust in a bigger purpose. However, the majority of people do not. So when you give them blanket statements like everything's working out for them and life is fucking terrible, that doesn't feel like a useful piece of information. So where positivity also becomes toxic is where 
we're always being asked to look on the optimistic side or look towards the positive things. And what that really does is when life feels really challenging or in a really low space, it really invalidates how you feel or it really creates separation between you and the people in your life. Because if you are the positive Polly and they are in a negative Nancy, we'll call it, right? Or they are in a low place or they are really suffering or they are going through trauma or their nervous system's absolutely up shit creek, right? And they've lost all sense of themselves. You know, women going through perimenopause and menopause massively go through an identity crisis. Hormones are all over the place. And you start speaking positivity into their face, like, you know, being negative is a bad thing. What you're actually doing is massively invalidating that experience and creating a huge amount of separation between you and them. You're reducing relatability, you're reducing authenticity, because what you're actually doing is just projecting a blanket piece of information like a megaphone, right? And one of the things that I'm really passionate about shifting and helping my clients with is really allowing them to feel safe when other people around them don't feel great or when they don't feel great for them to be able to feel safe and sit in that emotion, And I think what often happens is because personal development is now Instagram mad and TikTok mad, you know, there's a million people preaching affirmations on a daily basis. Like it's somehow going to fix the internal nervous system dysregulation and trauma that you're going through. Like there is no blanket affirmation that's going to change the experiences of your past, right? So what I want you to think about is where you are maybe consuming something that's overly positive and constantly feel like you need to be this bright button And actually right now that's making you feel invalidated because whilst we have separation between the things that we're consuming, so this positive, whether it's an Instagram channel or whatever, and how you actually feel, you'll actually feel worse. What instead you need to do is to acknowledge your feelings and recognize that you might be in a low space or a tough space or a shit space or a grumpy space or whatever you're going through, right? And acknowledge that and recognize that other people are in a different space. But when we are consuming this constant noise of must be fucking positive and we don't feel that way, what actually happens is we create massive separation. So for me, what happened to me when I was really being felt like I was being bombarded with toxic positivity, when I was in a really dark space, when I was a really low space, when I was probably in the lowest space I've ever been in my entire life. This was about 18 months ago is in that time, I really had to to really monitor what I consumed and what I listened to and what I was part of. And I really, you know, because every single time I consumed, I just felt frustrated because that wasn't how I felt. And so what you've got to remember is instead you need to surround yourself. And it's not about validating the negative. It's not, and again, my one of my favorite quotes is, those who argue for their limitations get to keep them. This isn't about finding evidence to stay stuck or finding evidence to stay where you are or justifying your limitations. This is deeply and truly about feeling seen, feeling heard, feeling validated, feeling recognized so that you can grow, develop and build faith. Because when we're in this low space and we see this toxic positivity, what it does is make us feel hope. Oh, okay, people feel happy. Hope is a powerless emotion. It does not make you move. Checking my notes. So let's talk about positivity and the law of law of attraction. So what people say is think positive and you'll get positive. Bullshit. Bullshit. Thoughts are only a third, right? In my, this is my description, a third of the impact on what you actually achieve in your life. What you think equals what you feel equals how you act equals your result, right? So you've got Newtonian physics in cause and effect. So you act a certain way, you get a certain result. And then there's the energetics of that. So you think certain things, you feel certain things, and therefore you vibrate on a certain level. So you've got your quantum, so your quantum physics of your feelings and your vibration and what you're attracting. And then you've got your Newtonian, so your action, your cause and effect from taking an action and getting a result, right? So the two things combined together, which is really how humanity manifests and creates. 
So from that place, and people think that if they think positive, they're going to change everything. You're only working with some of the cycle. And truthfully, if you are trying to make yourself think positive, when actually deeply you are feeling really negative things, you are holding things in your body from your past, you you know, there are stories and anchors. And one of the biggest anchors that you'll have in your life, guys, is your environment. So who you're spending your time with, where you're spending your time, the place you live in. If all of that is regurgitating back to you negative things, thinking positive isn't going to change anything. And so what happens so much of the time is, again, hope. People hope things are going to be better and they try to think positive and then their vibration doesn't change. Their energetic um, force field doesn't change. Their ability to manifest doesn't change because you've not become a match for anything else. You're a match for exactly the same things. You're just trying to think positive. The way that we change is through growth, is through transformation. And the best way to start a growth or transformation element or journey or experience is to recognize that we don't feel good all the time. You can't grow through trauma or grow through beliefs or grow through anything if you don't experience them. Like the contrast is where you find the clarity, right? That's what Abraham Hicks says. The contrast, which means the difficult, the situations is where you find the clarity. Eckhart Tolle said in a video the other day, again, very woo-woo, all the woo-woo, you know, he said that the challenges are where you learn how to become a manifester because it is those experiences. And again, I do not believe we have to struggle to thrive. I do not believe we have to suffer or sacrifice to do well. But if you are if you are living in traumatic experiences, if you have stories and beliefs about where why you can't be a certain way or who you are or what you've been through, those things need to be cleared, dealt with, grown through, healed, regulated for you to move forward. Thinking positively isn't going to change years of programming, right? The way we change our vibrational resonance, the way we change the energy that we hold and therefore what we attract into our experience is by healing not only the stories, thoughts, beliefs, and anchors in our mind and reprogramming those, but also releasing the trauma and the energy that's stored in our body. Guys, my biggest reel that ever went nuts on social media was a reel all about aligning the chakras and how that affects the law of attraction. It did half a million. And the truth is, I know most people actually know that. You know, of course I got the haters saying it's thoughts that create vibration. Only if you fucking believe them, only if you embody them fully, and only if you take inspired action from the place of that thought. My thought to go, this week's podcast is about toxic positivity. I then felt aligned with that. My energy then showed up for this twice. We'll then have, of course, some ongoing impact. But me thinking, oh, you know, I think that would be a good idea. If I'm not aligned with that, if that doesn't feel good to me, if I don't resonate with that, I'm going to come on here and be the most boring podcast host in the world. So the way we attract different things, the way we raise our vibrational frequency is not through thinking positive. It's through transformation. It's through healing. It's through growth. And there are two stages, like really defined two stages of me for me when it comes to manifestation of healing and growth. The first is the burnout phase, is the phase where you're numb, you're exhausted, you you feel like you're literally just super low, you go round and round in circles, you know, you get excited, maybe you get hopeful, maybe you get positive, and then that comes back down. It's just not sustainable. Your body's screaming at you, you know, you're tired, you burn out, your joints hurt, you're having gut health issues, your skin's a mess this phase and this is where my becoming program was created for right guys and this is the thing what def what separates a good coach from a great coach is a good coach produces a program they think will help people a great coach creates a program and infuses the program with their own personal experience of going through the thing that they are teaching right and so this is why i know my programs are fucking excellent because i've been through them <laughs> so the becoming program is very much about the recovering from burnout regulating the nervous system becoming a master of self a self-regulator 
becoming the person that has the inner transformation, the healing journey that then becomes an outer magic manifester because they're able to change their energy. They're able to change what they think, change what they believe, change how they act and ultimately step into that new version of themselves. That's why the course is called Becoming. It's actually going to open for, I mean, it's open all year, but there's going to be a special launch price with some brand new bonuses added on the 1st of February. So if you're like, right, I need me some of that stay tuned for the first of Feb. And the second phase is really the phase where you're like, maybe you've done the healing from that. Maybe you are just like, I'm ready. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to grow. I'm ready for that next level. Like, but I just, maybe the reprogramming hasn't been done. So maybe you've done the clearance, you've done the healing, but you haven't done the reprogramming. And that's really where the six week shift comes in. And that's my coaching program. So my one-to-one signature coaching program. And the reason that's the thing I coach one-to-one, and you can buy a package of calls with me for any program that you buy from me, but the the reason why I include coaching one-to-one with a six-week shift is I really believe the reprogramming and the action-taking is actually the hardest bit. The healing from burnout bit is, is hard emotionally, but then when you've been through that stage, you're terrified. You're terrified to do anything new. You're starting to feel chill. You're starting to feel like yourself again. And then you come into this next phase of growth and you're like scary and your nervous system's like trying to catch up with kind of your ambition or excitement and this is where the bit really for accountability is so if you're in this stage where you're ready to grow and grow you've got you know your potential you're just like oh keep hitting the ceiling or I keep holding myself back and that's where the six-week shift will come in but the reason that I have these programs is because I've been on this experience and this is where toxic positivity consuming constant books and constant podcasts and constant things doesn't serve anybody because knowledge doesn't change anything it's action and implementation that does You can change the way you think about something, but if you don't then use that thought process to change how you feel about the thing, your vibration doesn't change. And this is why the law of attraction, you don't get what you want, you get what you're available for. So thinking positive thoughts or always thinking on the bright side or trying to be Pollyanna doesn't actually change what you're available for. Transformation does, growth does, energy does, channeling does, putting your energy into your body, big alignment is how we manifest and alignment comes from healing the bullshit stories helping the body recover and heal and then bringing those two things together and taking inspired action on the journey of manifestation so i am not advising that we will become negative nellies tomorrow you know there are powerful exercises around shifting your mindset into more positive things like gratitude absolutely incredible for raising your vibration you know focusing on thinking about when you're making a decision of like, do I buy the house? Do I not buy the house? You know, rather than thinking about what if it doesn't work, think about what if it does. That's where positivity has a place is to think about the energy of what it would feel like for things to go right. That's where positivity has a place. Where positivity does not have a place is believing that everything's just going to be okay because we decided that it is. Sometimes the reason that things do not work out for you is because there is something you need to know. There is a lesson you need to experience. There is something you need to heal. There is something you need to, you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Transmute or convert. There is something you need to transcend or grow through. And when we bypass those states, what we actually get is further and further and further and further and further away from the person that we really are. Guys, I have spent the last 18 months, 20, 20 months, can't do maths, doesn't matter, nearly two years in what I would call a growth in like a healing cycle and then a growth cycle. And truthfully, it has been the hardest two years of my fucking life. I don't think I've ever felt this low. I don't think I've ever felt this down. I don't think I've ever felt this disconnected from myself. But on the flip side of that, as I have come out the other side, as to somebody who feels regulated, who feels strong, who feels powerful, who feels certain, who has a strong sense of self, what I can tell you is I would never have had this had I not gone through the growth. You know, 
as the nursery rhyme goes, you can't go around it, you can't go under it, you can't go over it, you have to go through it. And had I not gone through it, I wouldn't be this person. And this person is me. This person is deeply, truly, really me. She is fully herself, fully authentic, fully in her power, fully knows her shit, fully doesn't give a shit what other people think, fully, and and not because I don't care, I'm not kind, but because I'm like, do you know what? It doesn't matter if you don't want to believe what I've got to say, because this is my experience. And I just want to help people feel seen and heard and validated and help them shift along the journey too. So toxic positivity can be the reason that's holding you back. I think focusing on trying to be positive Pollyanna could be invalidating your own feelings, invalidating what's really going on for you, the things that you need to plug into, the things that you need to look at inside you, the things that need to be healed, that need to be regulated, that need to be rewired, released and reprogrammed so that you can step into that next level version of yourself. When we're constantly trying to be positive, what we're doing is bypassing the human experience of growth. The clarity is found in the contrast. The growth is found in the transformation. The healing and the joy is found in the pain. And when we are constantly trying to be Mrs. Polly positive, we're brushing over the chance to become our most powerful and our most authentic selves. So if you are ready to step into your power and authenticity, the six-week shift closes for enrollment on Tuesday the 24th of January at midnight. If you are ready to grow and go and looking for that one-to-one accountability, you can check the program out at lucesuperfox.com forward slash six. If you right now are feeling that burnout, you're feeling that numb, you're running from that pain, you know that you need to do that inner work, the Becoming course is going to be on sale on the 1st of February, lucesuperfox.com forward slash confidence. So I love you all so much. I hope this episode resonated and you were able to take it with the message that was meant. This was my podcast, The Way That I See It. My name is Lucy Superfox and I will see you on the next episode.